With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, June 21st, and we are here trying to help you make smart and relevant decisions that are in your best interest, not anybody else's, just you. And that means that if something's going on in your life, if you're thinking about buying or selling real estate, if you're trying to figure out how to change careers, if you're looking at education, should you get more? Should you, do you have enough? If something is going on like that, or you're trying to figure out, should you open a new business? You know, business formation always gets like a lot of excitement at at like the frothy times, but actually the most interesting businesses usually begin in downtimes. And, you know, Certainly economic growth is slowing some, so maybe this will qualify for downtime. So if any of those things relate to your life, then give us a holler. Go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air live. While you're there, you can sign up for the free weekly newsletter. You can check out our resources section. You can read the blog, all that stuff for free. And if you want to spend a few bucks, you can buy my book, The Great Money Reset, and or you can subscribe to our new service called Jill on Money Live. That's where you have access to quarterly live webinars. Next week, we've got a big one coming up with Dave Stahoviak, Coaching for Leaders. And you also get bonus content like extra interviews. So check it out. Jill on Money Live, 35 bucks for the year. Everyone says it's so cheap, and yet there are not 10,000 people subscribed. So subscribe. It's worth it. I priced it low to get all of you hooked into me. I want to get you hooked on Jill and then we can jack the price up to maybe $36 for a year. Whatever Mark says it's going to be, that's what we're going to do. Okay. Today we are joined by listener Barbie. She's on the line with us from the Northeast. Hi, Barbie. How are you? What can we do for you? Good morning. I am great. I want to know two things. One, if I'm on track to retire at age 70, Um, I know you like 70 as an age. And two, I want to know if I can change careers or step back from my current career into um, a career I'm familiar with, which has potentially less earning than my current career. Okay, that seems fair. How old are you right now, Barbie? 
I am 60, and okay. I read The Great Money Reset, which has really gotten me thinking about this. So. Oh, I'm so glad. That's awesome. Right now, you're working, right? I am. I'm working. I currently make $185,000 a year. Mm-hmm. All my children are grown and off the payroll. I don't even pay their cell phone bills. <laughs> um, I'm single but I have an ex-husband and I have a lifetime alimony payment to Lifetime? Me. Yes, his or mine, whichever comes first. Okay, what's the alimony amount? After tax, it's 30000 a year. So it's about 2500 a month. I just want to get back to the $185,000 for a second. Are you making retirement contributions based on that income? I am. So I contribute to the max, you know, the 30000 max this year. Um, into my 401k. When I started, you know, after my divorce, I had only 165000 in total retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really had to kind of start over because I had to give up a house and stuff like that. How much do you have in the, and this is pre-tax, right? Pre-tax. Yeah. Okay. And how much is your 401k value now? Okay. So I've got a couple of things. So um, I've got two 401ks, one that I had with a previous company and one with the current company. Let's start with the current first. Okay. The current is 75000 mm-hmm. and the previous company is 140000 All right. So now we have seventy five and one forty. What other money have you socked away? Um, so I have um, an annuity. Um, it's a non-qualified one of $245,000. When my dad died, I put my money right into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, my previous um, retirement accounts of 160000 Is this an IRA rollover? No, it's actually in a um, annuity. It's another annuity mm-hmm. and it's 160000 So this one is a qualified annuity, right? Right. This is a qualified annuity. And how much is in there? 160000 I also have two previous IRA rollovers from other employers, mm-hmm. 85000 in one, 26000 in the other. So we've got all the 401k, the two annuities, the two IRA rollovers. What else? Um, so I have an inherited IRA that I got from my father. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not under the 10 year distribution because it happened in 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, the current value of that is 37,000. I have two CDs, um, a hundred thousand each at 3.45% nine month CDs. Mm -hmm. I've got 212,000 in savings. I have, 5000 in I-bonds. I have 21000 in my health savings account. And I have 26000 in my checking account and a $2,000 Roth IRA back when I could contribute. Okay. Now, in any of these jobs that you've had, will there be a pension benefit for you? No. No pension. Okay. And um, where do you live? In a home? Do you rent? Do you own? What's your situation? Um, so I own a house. It is, I owe 184000 um, The interest rate is 2.5%. Hmm. Pays off in 2041, but I don't intend to live here forever. Oh, okay. What's the house worth? About $320,000. Now do I have all the facts? Um, just one more. 
So I have a house in my previous city that I lived in. Mm-hmm. I own 91000 It's 3.4% interest. Loan is finished in 2037. Mm-hmm. I currently rent it. And after paying the management fee and all the expenses to maintain it, I get about $300 a month. Um, and I just keep that in an account for any emergency with that house. It's worth $400,000. Is there any reason that you would want to get rid of it? Just like, is it a pain in the neck? Are you doing keeping it for someone else? Do you have a sister who's renting from you? Like what, what's happening with that? No, it was just one of those things where when um, I ended up moving to the north, um, my dad had just died and they say not to make too many big decisions in one year. So I decided to hang on to it. It's been great. I've been able to keep it rented um, and the value continues to go up and it's in an area where there's a lot of new growth taking place. So I just feel with two hospitals near the house, it's always good for incoming residents. Okay. So let's let's look at the other side of the ledger. Um, we have all the debt, but there's nothing besides mortgage debt. No, my car is paid for. So my after tax after contribution to my 401k and HSA. Um, It's about $8,800 a month. I live very modestly. My expenses are about $6,500 a month. My biggest expense, obviously, is my alimony payment. So what do you want to do? You make $185,000 now. What is it that you really want to do? I want to get back into sales. Um, I'm currently a manager. Mm-hmm. I like the control that you have being in sales as opposed to when you're managing people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's always your fault when stuff doesn't go right. <laughs> you have a lot of money saved. You've done an amazing job. I mean, you say, oh, I started late and this, that, and the other thing, but my God, you've got a lot of money. So it looks to me like you have like 525 grand or so in retirement and um, six. 67, let's call it 700 in non-retirement. Like what? There's no problem here. What's your social security going to be? At 70, it's about 50,000 a year because of the 10 highest years and all my years of working. And the, I don't know if they do this, but is is the alimony a straight line? Like it's 30,000 no matter what, or is there an inflation adjustment? Um, thankfully, it's um, a straight line, um, uh-huh. but it is lifetime. So it doesn't matter if I retire. So that's part of my concern. You know, when I retire, the only way I can modify it is by proving I don't have enough money to pay for it. And it doesn't seem like that they would look at what I have and say, yeah, you're right, you don't have enough. So that's my concern. So wait a second, you're receiving the alimony, right? No, she's paying it. Oh, you're I'm paying it. it. Yes. I completely misunderstood that. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. I'm paying it. (laughs) Well, you're going to keep paying that. Sorry, kiddo. So when you said 6,500 a month, did that include your 30 grand of alimony? Yeah, because I live very modestly. How much money do you think you could make in sales and just be really conservative? Like it's not going to be 185 out of the gate. What do you think you could make sort of baseline to start? Um, I think I could probably make probably like 100, 125. I actually have um, a company that's interested in hiring me. So there's potential for me to negotiate at least that much. And then the more you do, the more you make. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Of course. But you did say you were going to move. Is that some sort of um, big change? Is it a downsize and upsize? What is it? Um, so what I'd like to do is I'd like to move to Florida. I'd like to pursue a job in Florida so I could retire there, mm-hmm. you know, with knowing people. 
so I could, you know, I would sell the house that I have in the, you know, Northeast where I'm currently living and I'd probably rent for a while. I'd like to buy something there um, because my sister and I have a long-term plan of my having a house there, her having a house in the Northeast so that we can split our time because we like each other enough to spend months together. How That's, much would that cost? I'm figuring probably about four hundred and fifty to 500000 And that would be like a now thing, like let's do it? I would say it would be a, once I knew that I liked yeah. where I was living. If you were to do that, would you be paying half of that amount? No, I'd pay the whole thing. Oh, you're a good sister. You said it was worth three twenty five, what you own now, and you owe one eighty four, right? Right. So one forty, let's say one twenty, you'll net. You want to hang on to the rental, or can we use the equity? Can we sell the rental and and use the equity from that? I'd like to hang on to it because I'm going to have to pay capital gains taxes because I haven't lived it in five years. What did you purchase it for? Um, so I purchased it for one fifty. I put you know about fifty thousand into it. It's just appreciated so much. Yeah, but you have $200,000 of capital gains and you're in the 15% bracket. I don't know, like 300 a month of income is not so great. I hadn't thought of it that way. Especially if you say you want to move. I mean, you can certainly kind of chill and wait and see. So the idea would be you'd get this new job in Florida, you'd move there, you'd rent, you'd, you'd sell the current place, you'd get your money out, you'd kind of chill out and see what happens next, how, what do I like, you'd figure out the area, and then you would have to make a decision about buying, right? That's correct. Okay. I don't have a problem with this game plan at all, especially because you're willing to work for 10 more years. I think that there's a few things that need to happen here. I think that the rental has to be, we have to at least have it on the table as a possibility for you, depending on where mortgage rates are. I mean, like right now, it would stink to go get a mortgage for you, right? You're like, oh, I'm going to put you know, $120,000 down, I got to pay 6% or 6.5% for a note. Mm, I don't know. I don't love that for you. You know, it would be kind of great if I sold the current place, the rental, pay all my tax due and basically be able to own my property outright in Florida. And then I feel like you're not giving up a lot income wise. You're just leveraging two. You're basically saying I'm trading two properties in for one, but it's basically the same value essentially, right? In terms right. of the the actual equity that you would be having in, in real estate. And then you've got all this other money that's set aside. You can float your lifestyle pretty easily. And even if you said to me, uh, well, you know what? It's not actually the, you know, this, this amount of money that I'm spending. I'd like to spend a little bit more. I think you could. I really do. I think that you could spend more money you know, instead of 6500 a month, could it be $7,500 a month? I think you probably can afford that. I mean, you could soak up some of that liquidity and buy the place in Florida and keep the rental. I just feel like that rental, it's like you're not actually yielding that. It's not terrific. And can we raise the rent there or not? I have been raising the rent. Um, you know, it initially started out, you know, where I was just making enough to cover everything. Mm -hmm. So um, I have been raising the rent. I've had lots of people approach me about buying it because mm -hmm. it's such a hot market. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it, it's like the first thing I bought on my own. So it's got that sentimental value, I guess you'd say. I don't know. You know how I feel about sentimental value about these things? I'm not sentimental at all. I'm sentimental about you getting, being able to reset in this way. 
I think you can totally do it. I think you should change careers, especially if you don't like what you're doing and change your life. And I think this is totally doable. And I think even with everything you're laying out, again, I $6,500 a month, if you're, let's make it $7,500 a month, I think you're going to be okay. Because again, the social security is going to do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. And then we basically have to create four grand a month of income for you in excess of the social security, right? Well, I think you can do four grand a month. You got money. You're going to save money. You know, you have over like $1.2 million right now. Okay. That's going to grow. You're going to be fine. You're going to end up having $2 million and we're going to have to produce four grand a month from that 2 million. No sweat. You'll be able to do that. Here's the thing that I think a couple of issues. I think the real estate transaction is going to be important. And I think you have to have that rental property on the table as a possibility. You know what you can say to yourself? If it's sentimental, maybe you say, you know, what's so great about that property. That first thing I bought myself, it is actually able to finance this dream of living with my sister in Florida. It's a little bit of a reframe, but I, you know, anyway, there's a lot of equity there between the equity in both of these homes. You'll have a place in Florida, no problem. So that's one issue. The second issue is I think we have to get, depending on how this real estate does go, we have to try to get some of your money invested, some of the savings, right? You have to, this 200 grand in CDs, then another 212 in savings. Some of that money should go into the brokerage account to get that working for you. That's the next step. And then all of these retirement accounts have got to be consolidated. It's too hard to manage everything. I would love it if we could just absolutely tighten things up and consolidate. And so now you have, you know, one account with all of your pre-tax rollover money. That would be wonderful for you. So then you would essentially have one account with all the pre-tax retirement money, one account for the inherited IRA. You'd have the two annuity contracts. And, you know, frankly, I bet the qualified annuity could get rolled into an IRA rollover for cheaper money. And you'd be set. You'd be rocking and rolling. I wouldn't invest all of the money from the savings account until you really were confirming with yourself that you are willing to sell that rental property. If this, if my opportunity in Florida came in the next couple of months, do you think it's okay to, to go for it? Yeah, I do. I think that that would be great. You know, the thing that's kind of cool about this game plan is that you are kind of putting a reset in motion prior to resetting, meaning you, you're running, we're running the numbers, we're looking at it, you're sort of saying, okay, this is like a 10-year plan, which is great. And it could change. You know, it might change between now and then, okay? And if it does, now at least you have some semblance of a, like, like okay, this is what I want to do. And it can move one way or the other. Oh, you know, something else happened. You got all those estate documents done so the kids don't have to worry about anything? I absolutely do. I have every single one of them done and my kids know about all of my plans and where to find everything. Great. We wish you the best of luck. You know, gang, when we're thinking about changes in our lives, you don't have to be 60. You can be 40 when you make these changes. You can be 30. You can have ideas about where you want your life to go. And it's nice to articulate those goals so that we can build a reset plan for you ahead of time. And that's exactly what we're doing with Barbie. And we can do it with you. The way we can do it with you is if you go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, 
and give us all the details and we'll bring you on the air with us because there are a lot of nuances to this. While you're on the website, you can buy the book, The Great Money Reset. It's a good prep to get you uh, ready for your reset, of course. And subscribe to our new service, Jill on Money Live. That's where you have access to quarterly live webinars and bonus content like extra interviews. And of course, those Ed Slot tax tables, which we do love. Okay, do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 